your boy Stefan back with another one and I'm really excited about this one because this is a show that I didn't expect to like so much and today I'm going to be talking about the first three episodes of the latest Star Wars show to release Andor. so far I really like it so if you haven't seen it go watch it it's on Disney plus and before I get into spoilers and things that actually happen um Andor is about a character that first appeared in Rogue One, which is definitely my favorite of the Disney Star Wars movies. I think it's the only one that's actually good. But when they first announced that they were doing a show on Cassie and Andor, I definitely had a negative reaction. I was like, why are they doing a show about a character that died already? And I was just like, who asked for this? Why do we need a show about this? minor character or and and stuff like that but over time i guess i kind of came around to it and i realized well i grew up with the prequels right and those are all about characters where we know their ends already so i guess it doesn't really make sense to like that and not even give this a chance and when i started watching it immediately i realized i think this is going to be good so yeah, the first three episodes, really good so far. Andor is a character whose backstory we didn't really get much information about, so I can see why they did this. And it's also a way to talk more about the earlier days of the Rebellion, since we see a lot of it in the original trilogy, but we don't really know how the Rebellion started and what it was like before that, you know, just from... The original movies but now they're starting to explore that era of star wars in the tv shows and again i really like what i've seen so far from episodes one through three and i was actually surprised by how good looking the show is there's so many shots where i'm just sitting there blown away like man this is just gorgeous it, it happens again and again and again so after these first three episodes i'm really excited for the rest of the season and now I'm going to actually get into what happened. So if you didn't watch the first three episodes of Andor, it's a good time to stop listening now and then come back when you have watched all three episodes. So there's your warning. Don't say I didn't warn you. So right from the beginning, we get shots of Cassian walking on some planet that I don't think we've ever seen before in Star Wars. And this is a good thing. I think there's always room for more planets. It gives you more creative freedom. It allows you to design the buildings and the landscape and the plants and the people however you want. You can make new races of aliens and things like that. And in the beginning, I was really getting some Blade Runner vibes from this place. I thought it looked really cool. You know, you really see a different kind of environment for Star Wars. I mean, it feels like Star Wars, but... It's different enough to where it feels new. I just thought that was really cool. So Cassian walks into this bar and he starts asking around 
looking for his sister. I don't think this was ever mentioned in Rogue One, so we already have a new thing. So long story short, this woman doesn't know anything about Cassian's sister. And well, there are these two guards sitting at the bar when Cassian walked in. And they were mad that a woman started talking to Cassian when they were there first. So when Cassian leaves, they leave too and they follow him. And they try to shake him down. They ask him for ID. And Cassian is obviously not supposed to be on this planet, so... He doesn't have his ID. He's trying to sneak around and keep a low profile. So things are already going wrong for him here. And we got these two guards that are just mad that somebody at a bar served him first. And they're doing the guard thing and using that power to just probably put this guy in jail if they could. So, and Cassian... Obviously, like I say, he doesn't have his ID. He's not supposed to be here. So he knows that if he gets caught, he's in huge trouble. So he starts fighting the guards and knocks one of them out. And the guy's not waking up. So he's scared that the guy is dead, right? I mean, you don't really know for sure, right? I mean, the guy, the one guard says he's dead because he's not waking up. And then he's just like, look, don't kill me. You know, I'll make up a story. You know, just let me go, right? But Cassian, he's, he's like, no. He ends up shooting the guy. And I really like this scene because it already shows that Cassian is morally gray. And I think that's way more interesting than just a straight-up hero character. I mean, we see a lot of those. But when you see people that are morally gray and maybe did bad things, I think it, I think it's a little more interesting. So Cassian kills a guy so that he doesn't leave a trace and... No one can say that they saw him on this planet where he's supposed to be. And then he ends up going back to where he's living at the time, this planet called Ferris. I think this is a new planet, too. I never heard of it. I mean, I've seen pretty much every Star Wars thing, and I never heard of Ferris. So, again, this is a good thing. You know, you always want to see new things from an established franchise. And that was one of the complaints, too. People were always complaining about how everything was always on Tatooine. And I thought it was kind of kind of funny. It's like, why are we always going to the same planet when there's how many planets? There's basically an unlimited amount of planets in Star Wars. And this planet, Ferrix, I, I like how it looks. It looks like a, it looks pretty cool. It's like a, it looks like a blue-collar planet. Nobody really looks rich. There's a big junkyard or something or where people take scrap metal from ships. That's what it looks like to me. And Cassian's got this cool looking droid. I like the way the droid looks. This little like box thing rolling around. It's, it's always nice to see a new droid design. You know, I guess every every Star Wars piece of media has to have a droid sidekick or something. And then we get a flashback of Cassian as a little kid on his home planet. And these people look more primitive. They don't look like they have any technology. Their houses are built out of wood. And there's a spaceship that's crashed on a plane. And everybody's looking at it. And we cut back to Cassian waking up. And there's droids talking to him. And I think this is a little funny moment. Because he asked the droid to lie for him. To tell people that Cassian was somewhere where he's not. And the droid is clearly on his last leg. And he says that he has enough power to lie. So I think this is kind of a 
a new concept, a different concept. I haven't seen in any robot in any movie or show before where they need enough power to lie or something. I thought that was pretty interesting. And I think it's cool to see just how normal people kind of live in the Star Wars world. Um, in this show, we don't, we're not really getting any big cameos from a lot of established characters. We're just working with all new people. We're a guy whose story we don't really know. And we see that Cassian is working at this. It looks like a construction type job. You know, these people, they're wearing, like, they're wearing gear and they all have these gloves hanging on a wall that they all get, I guess, at the end of the day or before the day. Um, it's really interesting. He's going to his boy and asking him to lie for him. So already we got Cassian asking two people to lie for him because he went off to another planet to go look for his sister. They probably don't even know what he was doing. And then we cut to Morlano 1. Is that another new planet? I don't remember this planet either. I think it's new. And this is where we first see that stormtroopers aren't on every single planet. Because the Empire is so huge, it's basically impossible to have an army that's big enough to constantly be patrolling every planet. So you, you have, I don't even remember the name, but these, they're basically police. They're not stormtroopers. They're regular guys in uniform that are helping to govern these plants and they report to the Empire. And you have this guy that found out about the two people that Cassian killed and is going to a superior and his superior basically tells him that they're covering it up because it's not worth it to pursue. And uh, this guy, let me look up his name, Cyril Karn, Deputy Inspector Cyril Karn is obviously not happy that his boss wants him to cover up two murders. So he goes off on his own and investigates and has a bunch of people that are lower than him help him do it. So we already get into some interesting territory. We got people going rogue. And Cassian, now that he's on the run, he knows he barely has any time that the Empire is going to be after him. He knows he has to get off this planet. So he goes to one of his friends looking for this guy that he can sell this big, well not big, this, this super expensive device to so that he can have enough money to get off the planet so Cassian really has to convince his friend to let him meet this guy to sell this device to and she's got a boyfriend and he clearly doesn't like her talking to Cassian because he knows that Cassian is a shady character and can you really blame him for that not really I don't know and then we get another flashback of Cassian's home planet and these people are doing some kind of ritual. They're painting. They're putting paint on their bodies and faces. And Cassian's kind of late to the party. He tries to join in on a ritual. Somebody stops him. And then there's an older girl who looks like the leader lets him in on it. And then now we're back to the present times. And we got our deputy inspector doing some investigating. He's clearly still shaken up by the two guards' deaths. And he's already not following his superior directions and trying to find out what really happened on his own. And we go back to Cassian and he owes this guy money. The guy confronts him about it. Of course, Cassian's trying to swindle his way out of it. And this, this scene was pretty funny because there's this new alien in it and the alien, he has a funny look and he, and he, and he says a funny thing. So this, this part was pretty funny. I already saw like some memes about it on Twitter. And then Cassian's lady friend 
leaves where she's at to clearly go do something for Cassian and her boyfriend notices this and tries to follow her through the town but he loses her because the town has like this maze layout and it's definitely easy to get lost in or lose somebody you're trying to follow. So this guy's snooping around trying to figure out what his girl is up to. And then we go back to our deputy inspector. He's trying to figure out what is up with these murders. They they figure out where Cassian is from, the planet Canari. And there's not really much information about this planet. And the Empire doesn't even have any type of presence there. And the deputy inspector is looking at his people and he's like, well, put the word out. We're looking for a Canari human. And they're like, well, there's not really a lot of Canari. And he's just like, I don't care. Put the word out anyway. You know, this guy is clearly relentless. And then we have another flashback where the kids look like they're going on a hunt or something. They got their faces painted. And Cassian's little sister is too young to go with him, so she stays back. And then the episode is finished. So that was episode one. It was definitely what I would call a slow burn, but I don't think it was boring in any way. There wasn't much action besides the beginning part where Cassian killed the two guards. But I think it was a fun episode. It set the stage for what the rest of the series is going to be like. It was gorgeous. Again, visually really good. This is definitely a show that I really enjoyed looking at. Um, we're seeing new planets, new aliens. All in all, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with what we got so far. And then Cassian kind of goes off to the side. This is where we get a shot that's very important because it shows what looks like a giant mine, like a huge mine carved into the ground. And Cassian is a child looking out over this vast area, and it's not in use anymore, so we don't know how long ago people were here mining, and we don't know what they were mining for on this planet Canari. And obviously, they're not here anymore. So who knows what happened here? There's a lot of equipment that looks destroyed and stuff. That mine could have been really bad for the planet and the people. And now we're back on Ferrix. Here we actually see the shot of this guy with the hammers banging on this thing like the Star Wars version of a church bell. And then now we get the boyfriend who somehow gets Cassian's lady friend to walk away from her computer thing so he can figure out what's going on. And he actually looks at it and, and sees what she's up to. And here we meet Cassian's mother and she knows what he's up to. She knows that he's on the run. And they have a little argument and then Cassian goes to meet his lady friend and then he tells her what he actually did. I'm sorry, I'll be forgetting these people's names. I mean, it's hard to remember sometimes. And Cassian is trying to get her to delay the deal, and she's basically saying, I can't delay the deal. The deal has to be done at the original time it was set for. And of course, Mr. Snoop is over there, snooping again. Can't really blame him, though. I guess he just doesn't want his girl to get in trouble. And then now we're back with the deputy inspector. He's got his people looking day and night for Cassian. I mean, this dude is not stopping. And sure, he pulled up to Mr. Snooper house, and we actually get a little bit of a sex scene. Is that the first sex scene in Star Wars? And our deputy inspector is assembling a team to actually go take down Cassian himself. So remember, he's doing this without orders from the people above him. So he's basically just going off on his own. And he's meeting this guy 
don't think they said his name, like one of the other uh, police officer type dudes. If you watch Chernobyl, you know this guy, this actor. He was in Chernobyl. That's where I recognize him from. And this guy's like all in. He's like trying to persuade him that this is the right thing to do. Like, yeah, we need to go take this guy down. So, of course, a deputy inspector is like, all right, that's just the, the reassurance I need. And he's going there personally, too. And then Cassian goes back to the shipyard. And this is where we actually see the device he's trying to sell. I don't think they explain what it is yet. But we can see that it has the Empire logo on it. And now we're back to the flashback on Canari. And at this point, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen here. Because before we saw the spaceship crashing. And then we saw the shot of the old mine that's not being used anymore so i'm really i'm really interested to see what happens here and the kids find the spaceship they're walking up to it i wonder if these people have even seen a spaceship before if they even know what it is because they look kind of primitive like no one ever left the planet before i don't know and now we're back on ferrix in the present day and this is the first that we see of luthan rail and he is played by Stellan Skarsgård, who is also in Chernobyl. So we got two people from Chernobyl in here. And again, we're back on Canari. One of the kids is walking up to the crash spaceship with everybody else kind of hanging back, just watching. And there's a few dead people that fell out the ship. They look like humans with yellow skin. I don't know what kind of alien that is. I've never seen that before. And on the, on the people, we can see these patches that look like the Separatist logo. So is this before the Clone Wars? It would have to be, right? The way this kid looks. That's kind of confusing. When did the Separatists even become a thing? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out in the timeline when the Separatists would have became like an official faction that had their own logo leading up to the Clone Wars. And it turns out that one of the guys isn't dead and he actually shoots the kid that was close to the spaceship and all the other kids shoot back with these uh, blow darts and it takes like 20 of them to take this guy down and now everybody's freaking out because this girl died and they're taking the girl back to wherever they're from but Castian gets visibly angry and it looks like he's going to do something I don't know what but then we go back to present time and this part is funny. Cassian goes up to this guy to figure out how to get off of the planet. And he's actually talking about the report of the Empire looking for a guy from Canari. And then it's here where it's sort of revealed that on Canari there was a mining accident and everyone died. So that's all the information we get. We don't know who died, if it was Canari people or government people. I don't know if it would be the Republic at that point in time or what, but... A lot of people died. And Cassian basically makes a deal with this guy to get off the planet. And of course it's expensive. And now we're back to the deputy inspector on the spaceship with the team. They're in hyperspace. They're on the way to trying to take down Cassian. And you can tell everybody is kind of following this guy that's under the deputy inspector. And he's really confident when he talks to everybody. And then it's time for the deputy inspector to say something and... His speech is a total joke. Everybody looks at him like nobody really takes him serious. And he's struggling to figure out what to say. And everybody's just kind of staring like, okay. And again, I got to mention how good everything looks. Everything from the shots to costume design 
the design of their ships and the buildings, just everything just looks so good. And the episode ends with Luthen on a train talking to some random guy, and then we get a shot of Cassian walking through the construction site, and he's clearly on the move, about to try to get out of there. So episode three opens up with young Cassian going inside the crashed spaceship with a great shot, by the way. And again, we see more dead bodies with the Separatist logo on their clothes. And young Cassian just starts to look around, and then we come back to the present time. And Cassian goes to his boy working at the salvage yard and lets him know he'll pay his debt. I mean, geez, this guy owes everybody money. And I love these wide shots where you can really get a sense of the landscape and you just kind of see all the people walking around and stuff. This really looks like a place where people could live, I guess. And Luthen finally meets Bix. He knows that Andor killed the two people, so he knows that the Empire is after him and they're gonna try to get the deal done quick. And already we see our deputy inspector and his squad of people pulling up. They just hopped out of hyperspace and they're about to land. And I like how the spaceship is a middle phase between the Clone Wars drop ships and what we see in the original trilogy during the Empire era. And then we go back to the flashback. We're in the crashed ship on Canari. We see Cassian's mother and another man and the droid. And the droid is actually looking brand new at that time. And they find young Cassian inside the ship just smashing random things because he's so mad that he saw somebody get killed. And this is where we see how she became his mother. Her and the man have a little discussion about should they take the kid, and they end up taking the kid. And the deputy inspector and his squad of guys just land on the planet. As soon as they pull up, people are already giving them dirty looks, because you get the sense that on this place, they don't really see the Empire much. So anytime that that goes on, there's already a level of animosity. And we go back to the flashback, we actually see that the moment that Cassian's mom and the guy decide to take him. And they say that he killed a Republic officer, which is, again, kind of confusing because those people had Separatist logos on their clothes. So I don't really understand how it would be a Republic person, but I'm sure it'll be explained in the future. And now back in present time, and the deputy inspector go to Cassian's mom's house, and they're probably about to start searching. Of course, these guys can't find anything because Cassian is not there. And he's not dumb enough to leave any evidence. And this is where we see that Cassian made a mistake. Because Deputy Inspector starts asking the droid where Cassian is and this and that. And at that exact moment, Cassian starts talking to him on the comms. So, of course, because of that, they can try to figure out where Cassian is. And, then, and things are already getting heated. Because since everybody knows that the Empire is there, they're all surrounding Cassian's mom's house. I guess they're, you know, making sure that nothing's going to happen and they're ready to fight if something does happen. And now Luthen is finally meeting Cassian while the townspeople are giving the Empire guys crap. You know, they're yelling at him, trying to shove him, shove him around a little bit. And Cassian and Luthen are trying to do the deal. But of course things are getting heated because... The deputy inspector is hot on Cassian's tail. And this is a moment where we find out that Biggs' boyfriend is the one who called the Empire and ratted out Cassian. Of course, she gets mad because that's her boy. And Cassian finally sells this device to Luthen. And he's trying to figure out how Cassian would even get this. Cassian tells him that he basically sneaks in, puts on an Imperial uniform, and gets it. Because the, Imper because the Empire 
is so powerful that they don't even think that anybody would try something like that. And now Luther starts talking about something that he brings up, Cassian's father. So I assume this was the man with his mother that picked him up in the crash ship before. And Cassian, of course, not telling anybody about anything, is starting to freak out. And Luther is trying to get Cassian to join him to do something because he doesn't like the Empire. He knows Cassian doesn't like the Empire, so he's trying to get him to join him. But we don't know for what yet at this point. Now, since they figured out that the Empire is looking for Cassian, everybody starts banging on these alarms around town. This is really interesting because the whole town is in solidarity against the empire even the guys working at the scrapyard are stopping work they're going around ringing the alarms everybody's going in the house so they know what's going on and now the empire is closing in on cassian they were able to trace his location with the comlink and now there's only a limited time before they can get through the doors and cassian and luther are inside this little building and they need a way out and right here is where the action starts we get a really dope scene luther had charges on the door so when the guys will come in he blew it up took one of the guys out and of course they left the device far across the room and now they're in a firefight and cassian's trying to get it and this building being in like a construction site there's a, of course all kind of dangerous stuff there's these big metal things falling from the ceiling and they have to worry about that just as much as they gotta worry about getting shot at but this is, this is what I really like to see from shows and movies. You got to use the environment to make the action interesting. Because you could just say, oh, I'm going to have a gunfight. Or I could have people fighting. But you have to do something else to make it interesting. And I think they did a really good job of that here. So, of course, these guys got to get out of there without the device. But I don't think Luther was there for the device anyway. He was more there for Cassie. And one of the squads grabbed Bix. And, of course, they beat her up. Everybody's panicking. Her boyfriend pulls up, tries to save her. He runs at the guys and gets shot and killed. That's just tragic. And it just shows how when stuff happens, people start to panic. I mean, this was an unarmed guy who gets shot by people who are supposed to be protecting people, supposedly. I mean, we know the Empire ain't protecting anybody. And you can already tell, these Imperial guys are way above their heads. They're in a place that they've never been. Of course, they're not going to get any help from the townspeople. This place is like a giant maze. They don't know where they are. They don't know where anybody is. It's only a few of them, even though they're only looking for two guys, but they're in a very overwhelming situation. And that just goes to show you why sometimes it's best to just follow orders. Yeah, I know you want to uncover the murder of your boys, but now you're in a complete mess. You probably won't even survive this at this point. And this is our first meeting between... Deputy Inspector and Cassian. The deputy is hiding in a building. Cassian comes up from behind because, again, the people that live here know the place. These Imperial guys have never been here before, so they're completely out of their league. And Cassian's shaking this guy down for information. And these people are acting too. I ain't even mentioning it. Everybody is on the A game in the acting department. I mean, this guy really looks like he's scared for his life. And they sent one guy to a ship to try to leave and get reinforcements. But again, the town people being smart, they hooked up a giant piece of metal to the ship so he couldn't fly away. And it's like having a giant anchor attached to a spaceship. So you know how that'll turn out. Of course, it crashes and blows up. So now they got multiple people down. And one of the guys says, shit, we're under siege. Is that the first time somebody cursed in Star Wars 2? So already we had a, a sex scene and a curse word. Two firsts. And Cassian and Luthen have a brilliant plan. They send this speeder through the middle of the town. And of course they're not inside of it. 
So all the guys, of course, start shooting and thinking that Cassie and Luke are inside. They make the spear crash. And they think they've won because they think Cassie and Luke are inside. They start walking close to it. But nope. There's bombs. We see Cassian and Luthen speeding away on their own speeder. And they detonate the bomb and take out most of the squad. And our boy Deputy Inspector is in shock. Honestly. It's really nice to see. And you know he's in trouble at this point. He went over there, disobeyed orders, and then got a bunch of people killed in embarrassing fashion. Yeah, that's crazy. And then we see Cassian and Luthen speeding away with parallels between... with parallel shots between the present and the flashback with Cassian's mom taking him to her ship and we see the old droid and the droid back then when it was new and everything and again gorgeous looking show I mean every it's like every shot and the episode ends with a shot of young Cassian waking up on the ship with people he's never met and a shot of present day Cassian on a ship with somebody he's never met um this episode was an absolute banger from beginning to end. It got really intense. There was a lot of action. I really like how they did it. You know, it was really unique to me. And again, so far, I really like this show. I think that stuff like this is good for Star Wars. It all doesn't have to have the same exact kind of feel. And I didn't even mention that the soundtrack is another thing that I really like. It doesn't really sound like anything in Star Wars before, but again, it fits. And I'm just really excited for the rest of the season. And I heard that the rest of the season is going to be with this sort of format where there's four story arcs. Because the season is going to be 12 episodes, and this was the first three. And we saw two slower episodes, and then the third episode was more action-packed and sort of finished most of this story arc and that's what i expect for the last nine episodes so it's three 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 and a lot of people might not like the slower episodes but i don't really have a problem with them as long as there's interesting things going on and it's written well and things like that but again i really do love the action Episode 3 is my favorite of the show so far. I really like what they're doing with all these characters. Everybody's new, so there's no cameos from any really popular characters or anything like that. So to me, that shows confidence in that they think they really made a good show that could stand on its own. And it doesn't need any established popular characters to get people to watch it. So the first three episodes were pretty good. I'm excited for the rest of the season. All in all, it was a good time. So if you don't, follow FilmJet on Twitter and Instagram at FilmJetPod. We post all types of stuff, movie and art related. And we like to interact with people. Comment on our stuff. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Send us questions you want us to answer on the podcast. You know, we re- And we respond to everybody, so... Don't think that we'll ever leave you hanging in the comment section or something like that because we never do that. And again, Andor was fun. I can't wait for the season to be finished. And I'll see y'all next week.